Well, 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 welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and I'm so happy to have you joining us tonight. We have got a great show on tap for you. This show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor. Thank you to Joe Turner and Kelly Polonis, all the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. So learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. We are going to have a lot of other sponsors we'll talk about throughout the show. We're very grateful for them. They are hand-picked. Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So I want to recap a little bit about last week before we get to our guests. Um, We had a parent-athlete panel. This was so fun. We had Cayman Beckmeyer was here, and she brought her mother. Her mother, Michelle, was here from Republic High School, and we had Karan Johnson from Willard, and he brought his dad, Armando Johnson, who's a coach here over at Central and a teacher, and we talked with them about the perspective of a parent in the stands. Cayman is going to Missouri State University. You want to say go Bears? (laughs) Uh, She's going there to play basketball, and Karan Johnson's going to Brown University for track and field, and so we were able to kind of pick their brain from their perspectives, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you missed it, you can go to a coachesperspective.com and listen to it, or you can find it on um, iTunes podcast, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. I want to thank Cayman Beckmeyer. She co-hosted the last two weeks. And I loved having her around so much that I decided to have another co-host this week. So I have a co-host here in the studio that's going to be helping me out this week. Sadie Chisholm played over at Evangel University Basketball, and you're heading over to Missouri State University I'll pause for Go Bears. Go Bears. Bears. (laughs) (laughs) And she's going to get her master's there at Missouri State. Welcome, Sadie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you guys. We are going to have a good show. That is for sure. We've put together quite a cast of characters. That's a good introduction right there, a cast of characters. (laughs) No, we're very excited tonight. Let's get right to it to celebrate Missouri State University uh, swimming. Oh, my goodness, seven Missouri Valley Conference championships in a row. You've had several others but in a row you have a streak going and so i want to welcome first of all coach dave collins um you know you you are you have done such a tremendous job with this program you hit the the ground running you were an assistant coach for a few years before you took over as interim coach and then your head coach and this is your 11th season as officially the head coach and i am just amazed at what you've accomplished um, you've been the coach of the year for the Missouri Valley Conference seven times. Um, you've been the Max Swim coach five times. Uh, I could keep going, but it's only an hour show. But it's incredible what you've produced. The um, ten titles underneath your um, under, underneath your leadership, three MAC titles for the men. Um, it's it's an, it's incredible. So we're going to talk a little bit about what your secret to success is. One of them that I would suspicion is that you came from a pretty good program. So you swam over at Drury University. So I want to welcome Coach Dave Collins to the show. Thanks. Appreciate being here, and you know, I appreciate the introduction. Uh, I, I feel like I was really just fortunate and lucky to be in the right place at the right time uh, when Coach Steck needed an assistant late. Um, I had no experience, maybe one year of experience at Parkview High School, and uh, had no business being a college swim coach at that time, but he was desperate, and I was there and available, and, and here we go. 
Well, and and I think he got the hang of it pretty quick. <laughs> You've had a lot of championship. <laughs> I think the key is you, you you try to surround yourself with other good coaches. You try to learn from other coaches that you respect that that you've watched do it well, um, and then you try to get good athletes. Right. That that helps a lot. You know that is true. This show is called a coach's perspective, and one of the things we talk about often is how smart players make us look as coaches. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they will carry out the vision, right? Um, all right, sitting next to you, we have Chelsea Dirks Hammond, and th- you were on the show back in um, February of 2020, and we all know what happened in March of 2020. So right before COVID hit, you were here. You're the associate head coach. Um, this, you know, you have you are actually one of the recipients of the win award, and I want to congratulate you. I was there yeah, for that. Thank gave you very a little much. Shout out for you. Gave a little woo and cheer. Uh, when you were announced, so that is a that is a great honor to be able to do that. So uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. And like Dave said, thanks for the introduction. I was very humbled to receive the Dr. Mary Jo Wen Award at the Missouri Hall of Fame banquet or women's luncheon last spring. Um, I've really enjoyed Springfield. I swam for Missouri State, and so I feel blessed to have had the opportunity to experience as an athlete what it's like to be a Missouri State Bear and then have the privilege to transition into coaching Missouri State Bears and kind of seeing it from a different lens. So um, really excited to be here tonight. Well, you know, you say you swam. I think you did a little more of that. <laughs> so four all-conference selection, 13 gold medals, and you won the Missouri Valley Conference title as a team every year in your career. So that's pretty incredible. And as a coach, you've produced 11 titles for the women, three for the men as well, um, 87 individual women conference champions, 54 individual men's. Again, it's only an hour show. I could keep going on and on and on. Um, three All-Americans. So it's uh, you've got a pretty, you know, you definitely made the transition well from from swimming to coaching. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's been awesome to see um, all of our athletes develop and to help them achieve their goals, I think, has been my favorite part of working in coaching. Um, I was very fortunate to have a lot of impactful coaches in my career that I still talk to and have learned so many life skills from that have nothing to do with swimming in a pool or anything athletically related. Um, so I just hope that I can continue to influence others in the same way. And it's different, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think, you know, both of you could speak to this uh, going from, you know, being in the pool and being able to to do your events and practice and prepare and perform um, to being outside the pool where you really um, it's hard to say this to coaches, but you really don't have a lot of control. Yeah, I re- vividly remember my first conference meet coaching. Yeah, and I was a mess. I was like, "Wow, I've been here as an athlete. I've done this, but I'm worried for everybody and right. excited for everybody." And it's not that as an athlete you don't care for your team's performances, but you have more control over your own output, so you're right. able to kind of channel your energy that way. But man, I was all over the place, and it was very rewarding, but it was very different. It is. And, you know, swimming over at Drury University, who shout out to their program that has been a staple in the country. I mean, it's it's incredible what they have accomplished over the decades. But, um, you know, Coach, you had to also make that transition. Was that difficult for you, going from a swimmer to a coach? I'll be honest. And, and yeah, what Brian Reynolds and his staff has done over at Drury is just incredible. And, and the reputation that Drury has on the national scene is is really neat. Uh, and, and to have been a small part of that, and I say small, I was, I was a very average swimmer on a really good team. Um, but to be a part of that, I do take a lot of pride. Um, making the transition, I, I had no, I had no aspirations of coaching swimming. Uh, when I graduated, I wanted to go make some money. Uh, I was done with, with swimming and, and ready to, to go off and do something. Um, but 
I got an opportunity. Uh, actually, Steve Boyce, who's a longtime swim coach at Glendale, uh, gave me an opportunity to be his assistant. And while that was while I was in grad school, and uh, the rest is history. So it's it's pretty neat how sometimes we we find our way back to the sport. I, I never was really gone, but I mentally I was not yeah. planning to be a swim coach. You got the bug. I did. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Steve Boyce might have known what he's doing. I think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you also brought one of your players here, and Sammy, you've been on the show before. And I, I can tell you this, um, Sammy Romer is, um, you know, you were on about a year ago and we mm-hmm. celebrated championship then. Um, if I read all of your accolades, we really would be finishing the show. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. But just to give people a snapshot, she's a record holder at Missouri State um, in the Missouri Valley in the 400 medley relay. You um, won gold in five events. How many events are they allowed to do? Well, they can do three individual and then four of the five relays. And and Sammy was just dynamite this year on the oh relays and, and yes. uh, also her individual events. But That's a lot of time on the podium. <laughs> she was a big part of those relay wins. You bet. You bet. Um, it, you it, The previous years, you've won in two events and in three events. Um, you've been first team Missouri Valley Conference the last three years. Um, you have just done a tremendous job representing Missouri State Swimming, so congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been like a great experience and honestly one of the best decisions I've made is to come here and just the people that I get to do it with and especially Dave and Charles for their support along the way it just makes it more exciting every single year and I say it a lot but I've never loved swimming more until I got to college so it's been a great time. Doesn't it make a big difference to be able to have that relationship with your coaches and and to be able to buy into not just um, what your objectives are but what the program's mission is about? Yeah, 100%. It's definitely a huge gift to be able to have coaches like Dave and Chelsea because there has never been more supportive, more loving people in my life. And it's just one of the great things that both the men and the women's teams are really thankful of is that they don't just see you as an athlete, but they see you as a person. And I think that is what really helps with our success is that we aren't just athletes going to the pool going to sleep coming back doing what we need to do in the water yeah we're doing that but we're also developing as people and developing with our relationships with other people which is all the more important just in life so right and and not only have you accumulated a lot of highlights um swimming but you also and i really want a lot of young athletes to realize that this goes hand in hand um you have um, been you know on the dean's list you've been on the athletic director's honor roll you have received all kinds of awards for being a scholar athlete, um, so congratulations on those. Um, but that is something that takes a lot of focus and a lot of effort. I want to give you a lot of credit for that. How do you manage that? How do you uh, swirl all that time together and be so productive in all these areas? Yeah, honestly, that's the crazy thing about being an athlete is that y- you don't have as much time to just like hang out, do things like, but with time management comes all of those things as being an athlete it's like yeah you have to do about four hours of training is what you can do a day so if you're doing that you really need to manage your time well to be able to do school and be well at it so I'm just really thankful for the resources that Missouri State provides and just the way that we get supported because without like the coaches without the people in the achievement center like we wouldn't be able to be where we're at and have the GPA that we have for the team and just being able to put our life not only into swimming but also what we're at school for in our studies so it's been a great opportunity 
You're not, you're not at school to swim? Wait, what? I mean, partially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Sorry. of course. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you definitely are there to get a degree, first mm-hmm. and foremost, and swimming is your platform. Yeah. Um, so that's wonderful. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my co-host, actually, the same question, because she's just wrapped up a four-year career on the basketball court at Evangel. How did you balance all of your time? I would definitely have to agree that it's a lot of time management. I didn't adjust very well when I first got into college, but once I kind of figured out the speed of um, how everything went, I figured out how to balance everything. You just, it's kind of trial and error and just seeing what works and just making sure to schedule every single hour of your life. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you have a planner. I do. It's it's currently my phone right now, but I did have a planner when I was in basketball. Yeah, I can see Sadie being color coded and all of that organized. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna take our first break. I'm so excited to have everybody here in the studio: Chelsea Dirk Sam and Sammy Romer and Dave Collins from Missouri State University Swimming and my co-host Sadie Chisholm. We'll be right back here on a coach's perspective. Thank you again to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy has been owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. Hey, it's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And who has the best tasting chocolate? Highland Dairy, of course. And they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. So thank you for your support, Highland Dairy. And I guarantee after swimming, you want to grab some chocolate milk, right? Yeah. Sammy, is that oh, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Always got to get some chocolate milk for sure. Um, so I'm back with Sadie Chisholm, who's co-hosting with me and helping out tonight, and Chelsea Dirksham and Sammy Romer and Coach Dave Collins. And so I'm so glad that you all are here. We're celebrating another championship with uh, Missouri State University swimming. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, Coach Collins, I'm going to start with you on this question. Like, what do you look for as the right fit? So if I could ask you the question, like, what's the secret to your success? That's a pretty broad question. So I want to start with bringing the people in. You say you've got to have those people surrounding. So what do you and Chelsea look for when you're recruiting? Well, first you got me on the Highland Dairy chocolate milk thing in my mind because I, I, I even sneak a couple of those a week and that's not for recovery. Uh, yeah. No, when we're when we're recruiting, and I think it recruiting has evolved and continues to evolve. Um, I think when I was a young coach, I just looked for the fastest swimmers, right, and the and the the times that were going to be the most competitive at our championship meet. Then, as you're in this a little while, you realize that there are some other intangibles that are as important or more important for future improvement. Um, a word that is used a lot in our program is high performer. Uh, we're, we're constantly striving to be high performers. Uh, we talk a lot about that and that's this in the pool is just one small aspect. Um, and you know, Sammy's a great example of somebody that is a high performer in the pool, a high performer academically. She holds leadership positions on campus. Um, she's just really evolved, and and she would even tell you as a as a freshman coming in the door, it's been fun to watch that process. So, Sammy was not one of the highest recruited kids in the Midwest, but we were fortunate that um, 
she had some she had some good times, which we identified pretty quick. But but it was we saw leadership potential out of her, and we saw high performance, just that mentality and the skills that it takes. So um, she's made us look really really good uh, within the conference, uh, within the country, and uh, and then of course on campus. I think that is something. I don't think you could get higher compliments, Sammy. How do you how do you respond to that as as what you've brought and contributed to the program? Yeah, I'm really thankful that they took a chance on me. Honestly, that's something I really admire about them in the recruiting process is that they really look at the people and not just the times. Although the time is important, but I think in one of my events, I when I started looking at Missouri State, it was like six seconds slower than when I got here, which is a lot in swimming. So it's like they really saw the potential in me and they took that chance on me. And I'm just very thankful for every opportunity they've given me and just the way I have grown through college. Like I've honestly kind of done a very large rotation just in the things that I've been valuing in my life. And it's just been really great to be able to do that alongside of having a swimming career and like being able to have teammates there to support me, the coaches to support me. So it makes awesome. a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chelsea, what about you? Do you have anything to add to what, what you look for when you're bringing someone in? Because, yeah, I agree. You want to be greedy. You want the whole package. Um, but I, I think that's an excellent point to look for high performers. I like that. Yeah, I mean, we we work very hard to kind of evaluate anybody that we're recruiting in a lot of different ways. Obviously, recruiting swimming is maybe, quote, unquote, easier than soccer or basketball where they have to go out and watch them play and sometimes it depends on a lot of different factors whereas swimming a time is a time we can look at a time and know directly how it correlates to where they would place in our meets whether it's dual meets conference meets within our own team so that's one step but looking at the whole person and you know we will back off of somebody if we get academic information that doesn't match up with what our long-term goal is and we give them chances and we ask them questions because everybody can change and evolve themselves even in high school but you know we like to look at all of that and we've we've gotten to a point where we kind of trust our gut a little bit and and that has provided a lot of opportunities for some kids and we see that in them and maybe they don't see it quite yet or it hasn't come to the surface but there's also been scenarios, of course, where maybe we've backed off of somebody because we we feel a certain way or we're not just getting the good vibes, if, if that makes sense. But, you know, I think it's fun to see and, and learn with them throughout the recruiting process and then to get to see them on campus tells us a lot. Um, and it's just a fun experience to work with them through the recruiting process. And obviously our goal is for them to love Missouri State and everything we offer, but at the end of the day, it's their experience to identify the best fit for them long-term. And so um, we've just been fortunate to have been able to identify good kids and work through that process with them, looking at more than just how many points they would produce at the end of the day. It's, it's a little bit of an understatement to, to say that you know what it takes to be successful in this program. And so using the gut check is probably really important because you've seen what kind of swimmers have brought the have produced and so that gut check is really important um, that's a great point well and, and two other things that were part of Sammy's process that were appealing to us one uh, she is her dad was a coach so usually and we've been fortunate we've recruited some kids who who come from a bit of a coaching tree within their family typically those kids just kind of get it a little bit more than others. Uh, so we've had a lot of success with kids that come from that background. Uh, I think the other thing that we saw in Sammy and we continue to look for in recruits, so if you've got young 
uh, high schoolers out there or parents of high schoolers, this is really good advice. Um, we're not recruiting the parent, and we don't want to have only correspondence with the parent. We're recruiting the high schooler. Now, it's a family process, and we do value that, and, and at times we want to have that interaction with the parent. But I remember the recruiting process with Sammy. She was she was good about answering emails, good about answering test, texts. You, you'd be amazed at how many texts or emails, and we're talking about scholarship offers and things like that, that just go unanswered or they'll go three or four days. Well, we'll back off. And so I remember Sammy being very good with communicating and that process. And I remember it was down to us in Bowling Green, I think. And, I mean, we were down to the ninth hour trying to continuously <laughs> hear with all kinds of things of why she needed to be a bear and, I remember when she told us that she was choosing us over Bowling Green and Chelsea and I were ecstatic and we're really ecstatic now because she's then <laughs> come and produced. So it's been great. Yeah, that is fantastic. You know, I, I asked a college coach once um, about, you know, what he looks for to recruit. And he said, I look for how they treat their parents on a campus visit. I thought that was a very interesting point. And it's kind of to your point as well, um, you know, that making sure that they are taking the initiative uh, to be able to communicate and reach out and, and know that they're going to be that high producer because that's what high producers do. They're able to communicate for themselves and they don't have, you know, a parent doing all the communicating for them. Yeah, sometimes Dave <laughs> jokingly makes fun of me because I like to do things I call tests, but I don't tell the class right. that we're doing a test. Right. And so, I mean, following up and making sure that you're doing your due diligence and what you can control in communication is important because as everybody in this room knows at least, like when you get to college, you are kind of kicked out of the nest a little bit and you are responsible for communicating not just with your coaches but with your professors and things like that down the line. And so we evaluate a lot when they're on campus but then also throughout the process to just make sure that we feel like they're going to be successful student athletes yeah. with Missouri State. That makes a, it makes a big difference. That's such a great point. And I hope that um, not just athletes were listening, but parents, if you're listening, that was great advice that, that the coaches have given. So, so follow it. For goodness sake, follow it. Yes. All right. So we're going to continue talking. I actually have some questions along those lines about parents. And uh, we're going to continue talking about that, but we'll take our final break here. I want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful Radio. We'll be right back with Sadie Chisholm and Chelsea Dirksham and Sammy Romer and, and Coach Dave Collins. We'll be back on A Coach's Perspective. A coach's perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, your host, and I am here with a rowdy studio group of uh, Missouri State University swimming. We have Chelsea Dirk Sam, we have Coach Dave Collins, we've got um, Sammy Romer, and then my co host Sadie Chisholm is here um, helping out. Um, we want to thank Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar for sponsoring this segment. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. And you've got to give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. 417-326-7671. We also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. Danny West will give you a free consultation. And he's going to treat your land 
like his own. And thank you to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we're talking a little bit, um, you know, we've, we're celebrating, of course, your program success, um, your seventh Missouri Valley Conference championship in a row. Um, that is just seven among several others. Uh, but what a great streak that you have. But we're also talking a little bit, um, I want to pick your brains a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about, you, you said the P word, you talked about parents. Um, at the college level, you know, you're dealing with athletes and in the recruitment process, you get to know the parents, you get to see um, the dynamics, the family dynamics. Um, talk to me a little bit about if you're seeing this with some of your athletes where they may have been enabled a little bit, for a lack of a better term, as they were growing up. Um, so they struggle a little bit with um, the independence when it gets to college. So talk a little bit about what, how we can not enable but support our athletes to be able to be ready for that jump into college. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, we get athletes to come into our program as freshmen um, in all different, you know, levels of, of independency, right? And and I think that Chelsea and I try to do a good job at least the first semester of their freshman year to work them through some of those things. There's not any silly questions. Um, you know, we try to help them with that process. However, we, we have to... If we're still doing that their junior year, we have failed them. Uh, so what we try to do is is kind of stair-step that. But, um, yeah, I, I think the neat thing about being a parent of a college athlete is you can completely just transition into support. You're just a, you're a supportive role. I think Sammy would probably tell you, um, and, and I know I was fortunate to have parents that didn't know anything about swimming. They, my dad was an athlete. He loved athletics. And, and I remember always when I, when I was done with the swim or done with the meet, it was just great job. Enjoy watching you swim. Um, you know, do better next time, you know, type of thing. And, and, um, so I had very supportive parents that did not try to micromanage my swimming career. And I think that's why I'm still in sport, uh, to be honest. And I think, um, you know, parent support is really important. And I know Chelsea had supportive parents. Sammy's got supportive parents. And I think that's a big part of it is, is those parents realizing that they're not the coach. They're not, they don't need to give feedback. We're, we're here for that. And, and we know what we're talking about. So I think that's a big part of it. And, and not just the, the, you know, that deciding, okay, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that, but also the element of the blame game. I mean, there's, so many times that we feel uh, that we see, you know, parents making excuses for athletes. Now, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, some parents. I've got to give credit to the overwhelming majority that mm-hmm. get it, and they're wonderful and they're supportive. And um, but there are some that they want to blame um, and have excuses for failures. And then, you know, Chelsea, we were talking a little bit on the break. I mean, that's one of the key indicators is the coping skills after someone fails. That can really—it's not the mistake you're judging them on; it's what they do afterward. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking at the break about how in recruiting we watch a lot of the failure response as far as in swimming specifically, if they added time or they were disappointed in the swim, how they respond to that um, personally when they then go talk to their coach around their teammates. Um, But I know at least when we meet with kids that have maybe failed in an academic way or maybe they feel like they're not performing at a high enough level in practice, Um, I will quickly halt a kid if they come in and they say, well, my professor did. I'm like, stop. What did you, what did you do or what did you not do? And how can we come out of that and 
learn from it and and do better in the future because we do talk with our group often about how we try to create and college for the most part is a safer place to fail in regards to you're not going to go get fired from your full-time job you you have the opportunity to learn from failure and learn to overcome adversity and you're, you maybe don't like everybody in your group project or maybe you don't get along with your professor but at the end of the day you still have to do the group project and you still have to listen to your professor and do what they're asking you to do so we try to put and, and transition some of their thinking back to the independent mindset of I am responsible for the outcome of this and I played a role in why it maybe did or didn't go well and so I think that has helped some of our kids I do think our student athletes are very fortunate in the support system that we have. If we feel like somebody coming in maybe is in the entitled group more so than others, we kind of internally flag them, for lack of a better term, to make sure that they are transitioning well and taking ownership in what they're doing. Um, you know, but we college is not going to be a perfect experience as a college athlete you are going to fail and you might fail a lot of times in a row before you have success but that doesn't mean it's a negative experience it's all on how you work through that and so we try hard in our sport being time specific we don't even really have to say anything they know if their time is good or bad right like it it's very black and white and yeah the, the scoreboard is very honest sometimes <laughs> it's brutally honest and other times it's elating but i think we hope that when they graduate from our program, they've learned from failure and they've learned how to overcome that and take ownership in not just how failures happen, but also in why they were successful, because that's equally as important. Yeah. So how, what was the balance like for you, Sammy, with your parents and your coaches? Yeah, I feel that I was really fortunate going into college. My recruiting process, I remember, like, why is my dad not more involved? Like, he was kind of putting it all on me and he's like you can go on your visits by yourself like you can figure out what you like and then we can talk because it is like a whole family decision but um I'm like looking back I'm very thankful that that's how it was and even just at the beginning of my high school swimming career like I started off JV in um my freshman year of high school and I was a club swimmer year round like that was just not really known if like at the level that I wanted to be at and my dad was really supportive through that and he was like hard work pays off like you're working hard just trust the process and like he always said trust the process growing up and that's like probably like one of my favorite memories is just like being able to be like yeah it feels like I'm not doing what I want to do but like just trust the process like I'm putting in what I can and he he and my mom they're both so supportive through that and so when I got to college especially because the recruiting process was kind of just given to me to handle it was really easy to transition to college and just doing things on my own, and I love being independent, so yeah. that just was nice for me. Yeah. My dad used to say the same thing, trust the process. We ought to put that on a T-shirt. That would yeah. be, be good. <laughs> that would be good. Um, I kinda, I'm interested, Sadie, too. You know your parents. I don't think they missed very many games. They were always very supportive. How did you find that balance when you transitioned from high school to college? Well, for me, it was a lot different going to college. They were always there, and they did try to help me um way um and kind of figure out where I wanted to go um I will say that once I entered college I got a lot less post-game talks from my dad <laughs> I think he kind of figured that we kind of got it in the locker room and so um not that they put pressure on me but it did push me to want to do better all the time in the things that he was naming and so I think in college I got less 
post-game talks. I still got a few, but they weren't quite as long. They weren't the whole way home, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those were helpful. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about um, you know the training. So you get your recruits, you you, you vetted them, you know who you want. Uh, now you're there. Talk to me a little bit about the training in swimming, um, because I know that uh, you know you hear all of these things during the Olympics of the training schedules that they go through, and it's it's a lot physically. So how do you take care of yourself during that time? And um, tell me a little bit about the training. I'm going to start with Sam. Yeah, it is um, a lot, definitely. Def- in in season, when we're up to 20 hours a week, it, a lot of people are like, how do you do that? Like my non-athlete friends, they're like, how do you do that? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. But I think... <laughs> Good thing you don't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like you just get through it. Yeah. But I think the best part is, um, like I said before, like I've never loved swimming more and I've never loved training more either. And when you're doing things in a very intentional way with other people who are also doing it in an intentional way... It's really easy to trust what you're doing and to trust the people around you. Just like I'm not going to practice thinking, oh, this is going to be a waste of time. Like it really is like every single practice is something meaningful. And I think that is what helps me and all my teammates get through that is just knowing that we're in it for more than ourselves. And what we're doing is very meaningful because we trust Dave and Chelsea with everything. So Well, and if it wasn't challenging, then you're not growing. Exactly. If you're not growing, you're not getting better. And mm-hmm. so I would say you guys have zero apologies for challenging them <laughs> and <laughs> because you want to make them better. Well, I think Sammy is uh, part of why Sammy likes us so much is because Sammy swims for us after we've both got a lot of experience under our belt. If Sammy had swam for me my first four or five years of coaching. I don't know that we'd be sitting here and, and hearing so many nice things being I'll, said. I will attest because Chelsea, I swam for him during the first four years. Chelsea, it's amazing that... that Two different chapters. Right, it's amazing that, that we have a good relationship because I, we've evolved as swim coaches so much. And I think, uh, and that's not just here, but that's nationally. I think, I think we have figured out that what used to be how much mileage could you put in per week and how much pure volume can an athlete swim used to be what we would do and um there was no recovery there was no not as much technical work there was strength and strength training was really very secondary and and only if there was time Uh, you know so i think what we've done is we've tried to evolve and I think what we've seen is we've seen healthier athletes. We've seen happier athletes. We've seen athletes that are on the backside of their career and still love the sport as opposed to an athlete that's just trying to get to the finish line and and doesn't enjoy the sport anymore and has fallen out of love with it but is just trying to get there. Um, so I, I think that's something that coaches have to evolve and you have to keep learning. And, and the, the workouts that we're doing now – have no resemblance of workouts that we would have done seven, eight, ten years ago. You have to evolve. I love that. You have to evolve. And I I think one of the secrets to coaching is differentiated motivation Mm -hmm. because I I guarantee Sammy is motivated differently than some of her teammates. And um, you've got to find that. um, You've got to find, I guess, that inspiration. And I think that um, that's one thing that you've got to study your players. You've got to get to know them and know what motivates them too. And part of that can even be, not just the person, but the person on that day. There are days where Sammy might need me to raise my voice at her and tell her, hey, Sammy, you're not doing a very good job on this. 
Um, and, and we have that relationship that she, she knows that, okay, that, that's legit. And, and I trust that. There's also days where if Sammy's had a poor swim, we don't need, she doesn't need to hear that. She needs an arm around her and she needs to be told, Hey, Sammy, we're proud of you. You're, you're doing fine. We'll, we'll, we'll work this out and we'll get better for the next one. And, and that's Trust what you have the to process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's now the mantra, right? <laughs> well, I think one thing that makes our sport maybe unique compared to others is it is an odd combination of an individual sport that's a team. And so that does allow us, I mean, we view our relationship with every one of our athletes as a partnership. And granted, when they walk in the door as freshmen, they maybe don't have as loud of a voice with us and that as we're collectively trying to work things out. But Sammy, who's a junior, I mean, we have in-depth conversations about her training and, and how she's feeling it connects and things like that. And we'll listen to feedback that she's giving. And sometimes that means we make modifications to the workout. And other times we respectfully say, okay, I totally understand, but this is what we're doing today, um, and this is how you're going to do it, and th- this is why. And I think because we do have that dialogue, I do think that helps our team's collective respect for each other, but then also between us as their coaches to the athlete side of things. And so um, it does bring them all together working collectively towards a common goal, but then within a workout, they each can still have their own individual focuses or needs of what they should be accomplishing within the workout and so i think that that's a unique piece to swimming but swimming is always a grind if you're going to swim in college by the time you kind of get into high school and you transition into swimming maybe being your primary sport i think it's a grind then and so when you transition into the grind of college it's kind of become your natural habitat for lack of a better word well i just have another question maybe around the aspect of training but what's a diet like um, for swimming yeah that that's definitely something that sets swimmers apart sometimes I think is that we really are on the level of burning so many calories that it's like you eat what you want when you want like that's kind of the motto and it's a lot more than you would expect to like sometimes I'm like yeah I had like a normal meal but like I need another <laughs> like so like when we're in like normal training Honestly, like I've had a journey on my own with diet and just a lot of swimmers that I know too, like that can be a struggle with people, but I think it is just like one of my favorite parts of swimming is just being able to eat what I want when I want, but it's also fueling your body in the right way too. So I'm thankful for the way that I have been able to learn some of those ways to, you know, maybe... Maybe a whole piece of cake every single day. Not the best thing. (laughs) Yeah, but I have had poor experiences with, like, eating too close to practice or um, eating the wrong thing before practice, as some people have (laughs) on the team. Common common occurrence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's the other thing with swim because it's like you're using your whole body. Like, when you're in the pool, if you're you're feeling queasy, you're probably going to throw up. So I think it's getting to know your body on a really in-depth level for swimmers is, like, a big thing. I think too when you're when you're talking about you know nutrition, it's probably something that you all discuss quite a bit with your players and and recruits when you come in because you want them to make sure because input equals output, right? Not just in the pool, but also what you put into your bodies as well. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. and that and that's something again when you talk about high performance, if you're just wanting to be an average athlete, right? Nutrition is probably not something that's in your brain, but. If you're wanting to be a high performer, that's where sleep, recovery, nutrition, those are the the prongs, the last couple prongs of high performance. 
for an athlete. And, you know, the first is working hard and listening to your coaches and all that and showing up, right? But, you know, if you want to really be a high performer and take your, your swimming or whatever sport to the high level, that's where nutrition does play a role. And, and you do need to um, be aware. And, and everybody's a little bit different, obviously, um, male athletes and female athletes, that there's, there's different ends of the spectrum there. But, yeah, nutrition's huge. It really does make a big difference. And then, and then there's another element that we're going to segue into, and that is the mental training. Um, I'm huge. As a, I've been a sports counselor for over 20 years, and I'm, I really I love working with college athletes um, on mental coaching because it, it's fascinating to me because, again, it's that differentiated motivation. It's how they respond to failure. Um, it's the coping skills that they develop. So um, tell me a little bit about the mental training that you do with your, with your athletes as well to help them with that side of their game. Yeah, I mean, we we try very hard to have a lot of just open and honest conversations with our team about the mental side of swimming, the mental side of being a student athlete, the mental side of being a college student without being an athlete, um, and everything that that entails. I mean, I at least personally think because of how we view our athletes as whole people, and we don't just evaluate or speak to them about their swimming performance specifically, I think that we are in a healthy spot with all of our athletes and they feel safe enough to share things and they they want to have open dialogue and they want to be the highest performing athlete and student that they can be and so i think we're fortunate in that but i mean that is very very prevalent and you know it's a big breakthrough when we have some kids maybe identify oh i i do need to maybe work on the mental piece like everything's going well physically they We've checked all the boxes nutritionally. They've maybe had blood work done, and we're still maybe not connecting certain things. The next jump is going to be to the mental piece, and I think that that narrative is healthy, and we should have open conversations about mental health and how everybody that impacts everybody differently. And um, you know, I think our team has a healthy mindset as far as mental health is concerned, and respects others and where they might be at in that process, but. It is hard because the stopwatch or the scoreboard is going to tell you your time and we don't have to say anything. Like at a meet, they know when they finish if it's good or bad and they don't even need to look at us. We we can just move on together as a group, right? So I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves naturally just in that dynamic. And so, you know, we want them to understand that every day is not going to be perfect and there's always going to be peaks and valleys in life, let alone athletics. And so we, we just want to be there and support them throughout that process and direct them to certain resources that we have available if that's applicable and if it's more of a, a chat and a breakdown in an office and we, we work through that and come out of it stronger, that's also totally okay. So we just have an open door policy and hope that they feel like they can come in and talk to somebody on our staff or support staff if they feel like that's going to help them because um, we just want to see them healthy and happy First, because if you're healthy and happy and you're, you're enjoying what you're doing, you're going to perform at a higher level than if you're miserable or really struggling with stuff mentally. Yeah, that make, it makes a big difference. And, and getting all of those key elements in place can help them focus on what they need to do to perform the best that they can. I think for me, and, and I'll be honest, I, I think understanding mental health and, and working through that is probably an area where I need to continue to improve as a coach. Um, and I, I think that uh, confidence is is really key. So I know for me, I try to figure out ways that we can build confidence within our athletes. Uh, I know that that's something that 
like using Sammy as an example, being able to explain to Sammy that the work she's doing, the the times that she's putting up in practice, uh, the sets that she's performing, all should be building confidence for her. And and we really had to work to build this hundred fly win, this gold medal in the hundred fly for her. This was a three year process for her, and and there was days where. She didn't think it was going to happen, and we had to convince her it was going to happen, and and we all worked together through using confidence, I think, was what pushed her to the end to get her first gold medal this year individually. Yeah, and I think for my personal journey and like a lot of others I've seen is like, I well, personally, I was a very emotional swimmer and just person in general growing up, and through college, I've kind of learned how to channel my emotions because over time, just really developing as a person, I've come to learn that my identity isn't in my performance, which all of that goes into confidences. Even in a good or a bad performance, identity isn't in that. Yeah, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to wish you the best of luck. Um, what you are um, accumulating as far as accolades is great, but what you are learning for your life skills and how it's going to help you continue to be successful is just invaluable. So congratulations. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck. And Thank Sammy you. Romer, I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Thank you. And, and Coach um, Collins, I, I, I really appreciate you being here and, and sharing this wisdom um, and the secrets of the, the, the longevity of success for your program. Appreciate it. Thank you. And Coach Chelsea, Dirk Sam, I, I'm so glad that you were back on the show. And, and I always appreciate your energy and your enthusiasm. Definitely can tell that, um, that you guys love what you're doing and you love your program. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and my co-host, Sadie Chisholm, thank you so much for being here this week. We appreciate you being here and, and best of luck to you and your new endeavors. Well, thank you so much. All right, so we're we're going to slide into our post-game talk. Uh, sponsored by Story Construction, they've been providing high-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Go to Story for more information, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com. All right, so next week uh, we're going to celebrate the College of the Ozarks Athletic Department has uh, been approved, and they are now in the NAIA, back in the NAIA, and we're going to talk with um, their athletic director, Steve Shepard and Becky Mullis, and some coaches in that department, and so we're excited to, to have College of the Ozarks Athletic Department come in next week. All right, so now for our post-game talk. We have talked um, on this show often about being a champion, having a championship team, but the rarity is to have a program that year in and year out produces championships. Hey, my guests tonight have figured that formula out. The concepts of recruiting well, being efficient with workouts, having stakeholders buy in, and producing a positive environment that is filled with positive relationships is key. So it's a puzzle, um, but we know how a puzzle looks when we're missing a piece. So dig around, look under the couch, under the table, wherever it is, find that piece that's missing and put that in if you want to finish that puzzle and have that masterpiece. That's how champions do it. So I want to remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.